everybody. Welcome back to Passing Judgment, a podcast about politics, the law, and a lot of things in between. I'm your host, Loyola Law School professor Jessica Levinson, and today I want to talk about one big question. Is former President Trump constitutionally disqualified from being the president again? This week, the House Select Committee on January 6, 2021, held its last official meeting and finally released its full report, totaling almost 850 pages. This is the culmination of 18 months of work. The committee talked to over a thousand witnesses and looked at thousands of pages of documents. And again, what I want to focus on today is just this question that the members themselves brought up, which is they said Trump is now constitutionally barred from holding public office again. Is that true? The short answer is maybe. And look, I know that this is everybody's least favorite answer from a lawyer, but the real answer should be that we all know Trump is unfit for office and she should never hold a position of leadership again. Let's remember, we're talking about somebody who tried to destroy our government from within. We shouldn't need the Constitution to know that he should not be president again. But here we are. It's been something that's been raised this week, so let's get into the details. First, a totally shameless plug. I do have a column about this on msnbc.com, so if you want to learn more about this in written form, please go there, and I'll link to it in the show notes. So let's begin at the very beginning. Why isn't it clear that Trump is legally disqualified from again being president of the United States? Because the Constitution doesn't give us specific guidance on this point. This could be that the drafters may not have thought we would need this guidance for the same reason that we don't need to be told that an art thief should be in charge of museum security. But when Representative Jamie Raskin and others are saying that Trump is constitutionally disqualified from being the president, they're referring to Section 3 of the 14th Amendment. That was ratified in 1868, and Section 3 provides in part no one can hold an office in the United States if that person has engaged in an insurrection or rebellion against the United States or given aid or comfort to those who did. Now, the purpose of this portion of the 14th Amendment, a portion which, granted, we didn't used to talk about a lot, I certainly didn't used to teach it in constitutional law, but the purpose of this portion is to restrict former Confederates from being able to serve in government. And the only thing that's clear about Section 3 is that it shows a serious concern that those who sought to undermine our government would later seek to serve in it. And in my view, this is exactly what we're talking about with respect to Trump. As I see it, this part of the Constitution brings up at least three questions as they relate to Trump. Again, the former president and a current candidate. First, does the provision even cover the presidency? I know this sounds weird, but the section specifically mentions senators, members of Congress, electors for the president and the vice president, but not specifically the office of the president. So why did they omit those words? Why didn't they specifically also call out the presidency? Well, we don't know, but I think the best answer here is that 
this provision should cover the present for obvious reasons here. If we don't want somebody who engaged in an insurrection to serve as a senator, we probably don't want them to be president either. So what's our second question here? Our second question is, who enforces this section? It's possible that Congress could try and implement Section 3 of the 14th Amendment by passing new legislation. And in fact, there is a proposal pending in the House which seems destined to die. But I'll simply say there are a lot of legal landmines here with respect to whether or not Congress can really do this. Now, other questions. Maybe Congress enforces this provision when they refuse to count electoral college votes for someone who they think is in violation of the provision. Maybe it's a federal judge who has to make a determination. The point is, I keep saying maybe, and so we just don't know for sure who enforces this section. Now, the third question, what exactly does this require? Does it require that Trump is actually convicted of engaging in an insurrection or giving aid or comfort to those who do? Is it just enough that whoever ends up enforcing the provision concludes that he did? Again, open questions. We just don't know. Here's another question that I get a lot, which is, well, we have a federal criminal statute that people think is on point. We have a federal criminal statute that punishes those who engage in an insurrection or give aid or comfort to those who do. And the statute, similar to the constitutional language, provides that people who are convicted of it shall be incapable of holding any office under the United States. So the statute actually gives us some more guidance just in terms of the specific words here. But the big hurdle in this case is that it's the Constitution, not a federal statute, that lays out the exclusive qualifications for the presidency. So as long as Trump was born in this country, is over 35 years old, has lived in this country for more than 14 years, and hasn't already served eight years as president, I think he's free to be a candidate for the presidency again. Now, we do have a little bit of guidance on this particular point. In 1969, the Supreme Court ruled in a case that actually dealt with a congressional candidate, and they said Congress can't add statutory requirements to constitutional qualifications, which is another way of saying the Constitution really is, in my view, laying out the exclusive qualifications here. So again, this makes us go back to Section 3 of the 14th Amendment to look at that section as part of the Constitution and whether or not it can bar the former president from becoming the future president. I think the answer after talking about this for a few minutes is we really don't know, but it's not a slam dunk. For now, what's the best way to ensure that Trump is the former, not the future president? It's to vote for somebody else. That's the simple answer here. So I hope that explainer helped. As always, please subscribe, rate, and review. You can find me across social media, now including more and more on post at Levinson Jessica. And I wish all of you happy holidays. Mm-hmm.